Coming up on today's episode, I'm going to give you my 2023 AFC predictions in the NFL. Don't be surprised about some of these teams I'm going to mention. I can come out on top. We're also going to talk about Anthony Davis's contract extension. Will he live up to the hype of it? And that fight, the Cleveland Guardians, Chicago White Sox duking it out. Or that damn Jake Paul, Nate Diaz boxing fight we got to witness. All that more coming up. Hey everybody, welcome. This is Sports Talk from the Crib, and I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It is Tuesday, and we're actually going to talk a little baseball. We finally had something exciting happen. Baseball gets a little boring to me over the course of a season because, you know, there's just so many damn games. But anyways, we had a fight brew out there in Cleveland. Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Guardians game. All-star third baseman, Jose Ramirez. Knocked out Chicago White Sox shortstop, Tim Anderson. I don't want to say knocked him out, but he gave him a good hook. It all happened on a play. Ramirez is sliding into second base. Tim Anderson, of course, playing shortstop, covering the base. Slid underneath him, and they had some choice words. And basically what Ramirez said after the game, he challenged me to a fight, and I accepted that. So Anderson stands up, gloves are off. We're, we're duking it out. It looked like a, you know, what you would see in a boxing fight, an actual real boxing fight, you know? So... Anderson gets a few little short jabs in on him, and then Ramirez clocks him. He falls down and gets suspended six games. The suspensions were just handed out. Tim Anderson is getting six. Ramirez is getting three. A few other people getting one game apiece. But but the talk is the fight. I don't remember seeing a baseball fight and then actually someone getting knocked down. Damn, Tim. Yeah, he challenged the fight. You didn't go. What else can go wrong with the Chicago White Sox this year? I mean, they're they're just a bad team. They got to offload all these players because they're you know obviously ain't going to be in contention. Supposedly, no discipline out there, no rules in the clubhouse. Blah blah blah. And then you got this guy thinking he's a fighter, and he gets knocked down. That was a heck of a punch. That was a heck of a combat counterpunch. UFC may be calling him. Boxing may call him. I mean, I mean, there's getting everybody out there for ratings now. I got Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. This was better than that fight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's uh, great to see something cool happening in baseball. So that was the whole deal with that. I can't believe he gets knocked down. He gets suspended six games. Ramirez clocked him. He gets suspended three games. I guess that's what happens when you lay down. You get your ass beat. So I guess he could uh, get more suspended for longer just for making a fool out of himself. I guess for starting it, maybe. I don't know. So, hey, I'm all with Ramirez, man. I liked it. It's still... Weird, I kind of still want to call this team the Cleveland Indians. But they're the Guardians. And he was just guarding himself. 
Okay, on to the next topic. Anthony Davis, Lakers center, gets a three-year, $186 million extension. So this guy's over again, what? What is that, $62 million a year annually? Are you kidding me? Anthony Davis? Yes, he plays well. Yes, he could average a double-double when he's on his game. He could get you 30 and 20, literally. He can get you, he was averaging, what, 26 and 12 last year? He can get you points and rebounds, but then there's games where you're wondering, where is he? Is he on the floor? Is he on the bench? Did he make it to the game? Is he hurt again? Did he, like, stub his toe on the way through the locker room and you know, never came back from halftime? What happened? It's usually what we ask when it comes to Anthony Davis. Was he playing 2K too long and, you know, injured his thumbs from Merton? I don't know. But giving him a man three-year, $186 million when LeBron, who's, this may be his last, LeBron's last year in L.A. Without LeBron, is AD really going to be the face of L.A.? That's where I have a hard time seeing. But they Lakers did improve this year. They won in free agency. They brought a majority of the people back. LeBron's coming back for another year. He, he's ready to go. Is it his last year in L.A., though? I think so. Can he survive long enough to play with his son? I mean, Father of Time's got to catch up with him eventually. But if he can play up to par of how he is, Anthony Davis has got to be the number one. This contract, he needs to be number one. You got the white boy, Anthony Reeves. <laughs> Austin Reeves. I can't think Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves. That's the same. Austin Reeves does play better than Anthony Davis at times, though, last year. At times, it was Austin Reeves, the leading scorer. In the playoffs, he kind of disappeared a little bit, but at least he showed up for the majority. He showed up more than Anthony Davis did. D'Angelo Russell, another guy signed a contract with the Lakers, re-signed. Can he live up to his expectations? They're like, oh, you got him on a deal, but yeah, $17 million a year. You're looking at a guy that disappeared during the playoffs. But the thing is, the Lakers are doing well all together as a team because they keep acquiring little players. Like, well, let's say little players. These little acquisitions that may go under the radar, but they're smart moves, really. If you can get the potential out of D'Angelo Russell, you win. If you can get the potential Anthony Davis consistency, you're going to win. Then you add Gabe Vincent, point guard over from Miami. You re-signed Rui Hachimura, who was did really well when you acquired him from the Wizards. Like, little moves, and they make sense. I like Cam Reddish, too. I don't know why he hasn't unleashed his talent, but, man, like, maybe this helps him. Playing with LeBron James and playing with these guys can help him because he started well in Atlanta. Then once in New York, Thibodeau just buried him on the bench. And he had this little stint in Portland, but it was when Portland didn't have Dame Lillard on the floor. So you never really got to see that. And it just seemed like his potential, this is something there, it just hasn't kind of clicked yet. 
Maybe now he's in L.A. and going with LeBron James. That can really help him. So that's a player to really look out for this year. But Anthony Davis. Man, these, these NBA contracts are going to get insane. With, you know, the new collective bargaining agreement, the TV deals. It's just going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And it's just crazy to really think about how much money's being thrown around. Like you're giving somebody $62 million a year now to play basketball. Man, I wish I was good. I wish I was good enough to be playing in the NBA right now. First, these it was baseball contracts, you know, because they're all guaranteed. NBA is, just, I mean, wow. Football is trying to catch up. Quarterbacks are getting up there into this stratosphere. But, man, I don't think any Davis is deserving of this crazy contract. But if you want to pay the man that could possibly be hurt the majority of this contract... Go ahead. The reward is great. But the other side of it, it's like, it could be a really, really, really big mistake. Okay, now let's switch over to the NFL. We're going to get into my AFC predictions. Who's going to come out in East Division here? How I think they're going to be ranked from first to last in their respective um, division. So we're going to start at the bottom. This is this is the bottom feeder of the AFC, like the AFC South. I think this may be the worst division in the conference this year. I don't really see too much happening. Houston Texans, you got the Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, and then Jacksonville Jaguars. Who in the world is going to win this division? I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars because Trevor Lawrence really – Took that next step. And that coming back down from 24 nothing in the playoff wild card game last year, it really says something about this Jacksonville team. They brought Doug Peterson in. He was a, that was the first year of him being the coach down there. And Trevor Lawrence was really good in that system. They brought in Evan Ingram, the tight end over. Then they brought Christian Kirk in to play the number one guy, a wide receiver. And it's like that really helped Trevor Lawrence get his game going. Of course, Drafting Travis Etienne, his buddy from Clemson, that they played together, that really helped too. And now, you add Calvin Ridley to that mix. He was suspended all last year, if you don't recall, from uh, betting on games with when he was with the Atlanta Falcons. But now, he's eligible. And that could be a really sneaky... People forget about the guy. That could be a really sneaky, good offense this year. With him, with Christian Kirk, Evan Aaron Grimm, like they got some other key pieces there too. And that Jacksonville Jaguars defense, I think, would be a lot better too. So it's not a team to really sleep on. That's why I'm picking them to come out of the AFC South. Again, the playoffs, we'll see how they do. AFC is loaded. So they come out of the AFC, I man, you just kind of got to get lucky. But I got them winning the division. Next. Oh, man. Flip a coin with these three. I don't know. Like, I would expect maybe Tennessee. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Just because Derrick Henry may get to you four or five games by himself. That may just be enough to win your second place. I think they got too many people on defense that they lost. They lost way too many people. And another year with Ryan Tannehill in his last year of his contract, you drafted 
Will Levis out of Kentucky possibly see there? Like, you know, I really don't know the direction of this franchise. But Mike Vrabel's been actually one of the few New England coaches that, former New England coaches have been good as a head coach. But I really feel like if Tennessee really dies, like this could be maybe his last year as a head coach there in Tennessee. And then next, I want honestly, we'll throw the Houston Texans. Number three, C.J. Stroud, rookie. Hey, Texans, D'Amico Ryans, new head coach, former player, then maybe he works out here. Like, I'm going to throw them in as third. Hopefully, you know, the kids, C.J. Stroud works out. And last, I'm just going to put the Colts because I don't know what the heck's going on there. Jonathan Taylor's holding out. You got Jimmy Ursay saying things. You got Anthony Richardson possibly starting. Like, who knows? You got what's going on in Indy. I don't really see big things out of there, that team whatsoever. Like, I've picked them to finish last in the AFC South. So let's head out west. Let's go to AFC West. And I'm picking them to be the second in the last year. I'm picking them this little division here to be third. Um, I'm going to go with the LA Chargers to win. Justin Herbert, richest man in the NFL right now that with that contract. So I expect the Chargers to take that leap. With Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. I you see that so many times with this offense with Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, bring it back uh, Everett as the tight end. Like this offense is still scary. You got your whole offensive lineman back. You got Rashawn Slater, who was really good the year before when he when he was hurt. But the year before, you know, coming out of Northwestern, that really helped the line. They they addressed it in free agency, like Corey Lindsay, like, they've got a line now. Justin Herbert is a heck of a th- thrower, man. He This Dan Marino-esque, like, it's time, Chargers. Stop losing close games. Stop blowing huge leads. Part of it was due to their head coach just having to be big-headed. He may still be big-headed, but stop going for it on fourth and five at your own 30-yard line. Maybe help your team out a list a little bit, and I think you'll be successful. I'm picking them to come out of the... Of the whole AFC potentially. I have them as Super Bowl contenders. It's time, Chargers. Time to finally turn it around. Take the crown from the Kansas City Chiefs. I have them at number two. Can Pat Mahomes really do it again? Don't ever doubt the guy. Yes, they're Super Bowl contenders every year with him as your quarterback. Him and Travis Kelsey are the best in the league. Like, what else can you say? But it's like, don't ever count them out. But I'm telling you. Chargers, it's your time to take the division, take the AFC West away from these guys. Chris Jones is holding out. He still has a report of the camp. He may hold out the whole season. He's in the last year of his deal. He's been like the glue in that defense to help Pat Mahomes get back on the field. So that could be a big loss for Kansas City if a new deal isn't reached. Or if he just decides not to show up. Uh, Denver. Russell Wilson, Sam Payton's your new head coach. I expect Russell Wilson to bounce back. I mean, last year was an embarrassment. It was painful to watch Denver Bronco games. You did not even want to see highlights. They were so painful. It was that bad. But I expect him to finish there. And last, I'm just going to go, can Jimmy G really going to be your quarterback? Devontae Adams, geez, it kind of sucks being a Raider now, huh? You got Josh McDaniels as your head coach. Pfft. Man. Talk about 
hurtful. I expect the Raiders is to be like the Raiders, though. You know, they're going to win these crazy games, maybe. They're going to get blown out. Like some games, too. Then they're going to win on like a, by like a game-winning field goal. They're going to like, why? How? Josh Jacobs, is he going to be playing this year? Like, I don't even know what's going on with the Las Vegas Raiders. But I expect them to finish last. Surprise me. I mean, they may surprise everybody, but I just really can't see it this year. With Josh McDaniels has no business being a head coach, in my opinion. I mean, I hope they do good because I like Devontae Adams. But, man, Devontae, feel bad for you. All right, let's hop into the second-best division in the whole conference, and that is the AFC North. This year, I expect big things out of the AFC North. um, Chicago, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland? Cleveland? Playoffs? No, not Cleveland. Deshaun Watson could be a sneaky play this year. I mean, he was coming back last year was his first full, you know, season in a year and a half. So, and nobody's talking about him. If he regains any kind of form from the couple of years, three years ago, like that is something a little bit scary to think about. I haven't finished in last in the division. Up next, I got Pittsburgh because Mike Tomlin never finishes below 500. He never has. Can he pick it year two? See the improvement he can make. But Pickens out there, a wide receiver. I like the kid. See if they can get a running game going. Maybe there's some blocking because some Niza Harris can run the ball for once. But Pittsburgh, I haven't finished in third. And this was a hard one. Cincinnati or Baltimore? I feel like he could go either way with this. Baltimore's made a lot of improvements. Got OBJ. They brought in Rashad Bateman's coming back from that injury last year. So you, you drafted Zay Flowers. You still got Mark Andrews at tight end. You still have Lamar Jackson. Can he regain that MVP form? I believe he will this year. But I have them finishing right behind the Bengals at second. And it makes me want to switch. Because this Joe Burrow injury in camp, he now has the calf injury and whatnot. It really wants me to put Cincinnati number two. I think that's what I'm going to do. And Baltimore coming out of this division. I just can't see why Baltimore would struggle this year. Because I think their offense is going to score more and stop being on the... Like, they weren't on the field too much this past year. For some reason, they couldn't really run the ball. Lamar Jackson missed the last half of the season. So he was in and out. And it's just... I expect better things from this John Harbaugh-led team. The last couple of years, I just believe they just haven't meshed right. And with new offense coordinator there, I believe they get back on track. Lamar Jackson doesn't go all MVP form, but he gets pretty damn close. And Baltimore comes out of this division. All right, now the best division in the whole AFC. It's the East this year. These teams are rising. It is hard to believe because... The New England Patriots dominated this division for decades. For like the last 20 years, it's been all about New England in this division. And now, 
They may be the last in this division. They may be the fourth spot, and that's where I have them. And then I have the Buffalo Bills at number three. I'm going to tell you why. First, we go to New England. Mac Jones, I don't really see it. It's just, I just don't feel like they have enough around them. They're well coached. They're going to run the ball. They're going to block and use their schemes. And it's just the passing game. I just can't really see it still. So that's why I have New England dead last. And third, I got the Bills. Everybody's so high on the Bills. I think the Bills are going to take a little step back. Because Ken Dorsey is still their offensive coordinator. He loves to throw the ball like 60 times a game. He likes to this Josh Allen. Run, 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 run. And I feel like if you keep doing this to the guy, he's going to get hurt. He got hurt for a little bit last year in his throwing arm. And scare the crap out of everybody, right? I'm scared it may happen to him. That's why I have him third. Because run the ball with Cook. Run this. Like, I don't understand them not running, trying to run the ball at all. It doesn't make sense. Um, but they started doing that a little bit. And that's why they were winning a little bit last year toward the end. And then this, the playoff game, and it was like, oh, no, let's not do that anymore. Like, versus Miami in the wild card, they, sh- they should have lost. Miami with the third string quarterback almost beat him. Should have, would have, could have, but hey, Buffalo, I'll be a little worried about yourselves this year. And of course, the number two, I got the New York Jets. A. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, don't fail New York because you'll never hear the end of it. Coming over for Green Bay, they're making moves here. They're, getting, they're trying to get all their offensive line back because I think their entire offensive line, first, second, third string, didn't matter. They were all they were all hurt last year. So what can you do? Anyways, Aaron Rodgers coming back and is a huge improvement over Zach Wilson. Anything is an improvement over Zach Wilson. But can Aaron Rodgers lead the Jets into the playoffs? Can he lead them? The AFC Championship game for the first time since Mark Sanchez was their quarterback. That uh, rapport with him and Garrett Wilson looks like it's going to be like him and Devontae Adams. Like, that's what they're developing there in New York, and they've already highlighted that there in camp. So, I expected them to face number two. I mean, any time the Jets can get to the playoffs, it's going to be a successful year, but. They're talking Super Bowl. But you know who we're talking Super Bowl? It's that number one team in the AFC East. They're coming out of it this year. They're going to get that division. It's the Miami Dolphins. Yep. Miami Dolphins, it's our year. It is finally going to be our year. Mike McDaniel, Galvin Troops, Tua Tagovailoa, staying healthy, beating all the naysayers that he is the man. That jiu-jitsu is going to work. Me working out, doing karate moves and all this type of stuff. Yeah, I got it. I'm better quarterback now. Now we'll see what happens when he gets on the field. We have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, perhaps two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. Like, what are you going to do? And Dalvin Cook's still out there. Is he going to sign with us or not? I don't know. Put that with Raheem Mostard. Put it in there with Jeff Wilson. Running game's looking strong. 
You got to worry about them too. It's a no-brainer for Dalvin Cook to come on home to Miami. We talk a Super Bowl. That's how our song goes. But in that way, it's 72-73. It's Miami Dolphins. But I really do expect Tua to have a good year. It's just a matter if he stays healthy. That's the scariest thing. He's in that fifth-year option. Was picked up by Miami, so they haven't given him that extension. If he plays lights out, has an MVP type of start, like he did last year, actually. His numbers were crazy. But can he stay healthy? The injury thing is what scares me and scares everybody. Because he has his moments on the field, and then he has his WTF moments. And you just scratch your head, and you're wondering, what was he looking at? What was he doing? And it just frustrates you. So this is his make or break year. If you don't get it done now, you're not getting the extension. We're going to have to find ourselves another quarterback. But Jalen Ramsey on the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk a little about that defense. With Vic Fanzio. Ramsey is, of course, going to miss the first couple of months because of that meniscus tear. But Vic Fanzio is not talked about enough. That's why I have these Miami Dolphins winning the division. Because bringing him in. We finally have a real defensive coordinator. And we're going to get it after the quarterback. We're not going to have to send 8, 9, 10 guys like we were last year on Jim Boyer. Like that was ridiculous. But we're going to get after him with the front. We're going to play a lot more zone. So Howard, when Ramsey comes back, it's going to exceed in that. Our safeties, Brandon Jones back from injury. We got Jevin Holland back there. Jerome Baker covering the middle of the field. Emmanuel Agba. Christian Wilkins. Doesn't get talked about enough. He's a heck of a defensive lineman. And then we had Bradley Chubb, who we got in the trade last year before the deadline. Like, And, of course, can't talk about that rookie, Jalen Phillips. Well, he's not a rookie anymore, but he really started to show his promise last year. And this defensive line... Could be lights out. Under this Vic Fangio defense. I can't wait to see it. I hope it's <laughs> I'm right about it. And that's why I have the Miami Dolphins coming out of the AFC East. All right, everybody. That'll do it for today's show. And thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. And it's available on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And etc. Be sure to check out the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com where we post up blog posts and you can stream the podcast on there too. And check out our social media networks on Feel the Heat Entertainment. It's Feel the Heat ENT on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you all for joining me. Y'all have a blessed day. Catch you next time.